Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Listen, I know that these are different circumstances, and we're meeting in, in a different way, in a different time. Uh, and we're not where we usually are for worship, but I come under good authority to let you know God is still where he usually is. He's still on the throne in heaven, still sitting high and still looking low. And so we welcome you this morning for uh, worship, inviting, inviting you to worship with us by way of live stream. Go ahead and let your neighbors and friends know that K Chapel is live right now. And we want everyone to connect with us who can. We thank you for uh, worshiping with us. Thank you for being prayerful through this time. Thank you for being fluid and working with us. And listen, we've come to praise the Lord. The praise team is here. The band is here. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. And so we want you to worship with us. Listen, don't have the phone and the, and the, and the computer and the tablet in the background. Bring it to the foreground because it's now time for worship. We want you to act like you're right here and worship the Lord with us. The praise team is here because God made us. He made us who we are. Come on, praise team. Let's praise the Lord this morning. Oh, yes, we're still here. We're still here to give him glory. Simple song says, God made me. God made me. He made me who I am. Say it again. God made me. God made me. He made me who I am. Sounds good. Say that again. God made me. God made me. He made me who I am. Oh, say it again. God made me. God made me. He made me who I am. This is my part right here. Simple song says, I'm a conqueror. I'm a conqueror. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm an achiever. I'm an achiever. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. Why? Because God. God made me. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. I won't be stopped. 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 I won't be stop
today comes from Psalms 91st chapter, 1st through 16th verse. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from snare of the fowler and of the noisome pestilence. He will cover thee with feathers and his wings shall thou trust his truth, shall thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh the, the darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion, and adder the young lion, and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Praise be to the word of God. Now we offer our worship. You see, praise is to prepare the mind, but the worship is to prepare the heart for the word. So we're preparing our hearts right now. Here we go. Oh, awesome. 
Father, we love you. Lord, we come before you today, acknowledging first and foremost as our Lord and Savior, and giving our testimony, Lord, that you are worthy of our praise. Lord, we praise you because you're mighty. Lord, we praise you because you're merciful. Lord, we praise you because you are worthy. Lord, we praise you for the salvation that you extend to us. And Lord, we praise you that the love that you show for us. And for that, Lord, we say that we are thankful. For that, Lord, we give you our praise. And for that, Lord, we offer our life in service to you. God, we know that you are great. And we come before you today, Lord, asking for a special blessing, Lord. In a time of trials and tribulations, Lord, we ask that you be with us. Lord, we ask that you wrap your love for, uh, arms around us. Lord, we ask that you protect us. Lord, we ask that you shield us. Lord, as we look to our officials and those in the health ministry, we, those who are responsible for bringing us through this pandemic, Lord, we ask that you guide their steps. Lord, we ask that you guide their actions. But Lord, even though we look to them, know that our trust, our hope, our faith is in you. Because Lord, we know that you are able. Lord, when systems fail, we know that you are able. Lord, when protocols break down, we know that you are capable. Amen. Lord, when man fails, we know that you are a great God, yes, capable sir. of anything. Yes, sir. And we ask that you bring us through this, Lord. Yes, we Lord. ask that you healed our church, Amen. healed our bodies, healed our city, mm. healed our nation, yes, God. healed this world, Lord. Lord, these things we bring before your altar yes, Lord. and request in your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. Let's say amen again. Now listen, the people here are saying amen. For those of you online, you're wondering how you say amen. You type it in. Amen. You go ahead and type it in and you put an asterisk and an exclamation point and a heart by it. And we let, that lets us know that you are with us and that you are amening what's going on. Uh, while we worship him through live stream. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, there are several things that, that have changed here. Of course, uh, our worship format has changed, but there are some things that simply will not change. God will not stop being God, and we will not stop being Baptist. That means we're going to collect the offering. Amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. And so listen, we want you to get ready to give now in this our offering time, time for tithes and offerings. Uh, we want to remind you that there are several ways you can give here. Uh, we, you can give by way of app. I hope that you've had an opportunity now to download our app uh, and get your, your credit card information uh, stored in that safe, secure uh, application that allows you to be able to give in times like just like this. Also, you can give by way of text. Uh, that there should be a number on your screen right now. Uh, if you want to text to give, all you have to do is text to that number, text the amount that you want to give, and we'll be able to receive it. 
or you can give the old, you can still give the old-fashioned way. Listen, we got a tithe envelope just this morning. Amen. We're still receiving mail, and so if you want to mail your tithes in, we can certainly receive it that way as well. I want to make sure the deacon gets this tithe. Uh, amen. Amen. That's a nice little check, deacon. Come and get this tithe. Amen. God bless you. And so we want to remind you always, always, we need your gifts. We don't need you to stop giving at a time like this. In fact, we need you to lean into giving. Make sure that you don't stop uh, because it's through your continued gifts that we will be able to continue in our ministry of missions uh, and effort reliefs. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Amen. The praise team is coming for some giving music. Amen. We want you to give online. Do it right right now do it right now do it right now praise team come on
Father God, we thank you for the gifts that have been received. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to give. Bless now the gifts and the givers. Bless, O oh God, the method by which we give. We pray, O oh God, that during this time of struggle, that we would be reminded that every good and perfect gift comes from you. We would be reminded, O oh God, that you will supply all of our need according to your riches in glory. We would be reminded, O oh God, that you own the cattle of a thousand hill. All of the silver and all of the gold belongs to you. And thank you, Lord, that we will not go without because we are your children, the sheep of your pasture. So thank you now, God, in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray, amen and amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you. Listen, I want you, those of you who are watching us by way of Facebook, it's really important uh, that you encourage us and let us know that you are with us. And so the communication online really is a way of supporting us and letting us know that you are supporting this praise team. Go ahead and, and put some applause on the screen for the praise team. Amen. Because they are singing out of their hearts this morning, worshiping the Lord, making sure that we worship him in spirit and in truth. Because listen, the Bible reminds us that those who worship the Lord do it in spirit. It's not about the numbers. It's about the heart. It's not about doing it in front of somebody. It's about doing it in an, before an audience of one. And that audience being God himself. God himself is the, is the only one for whom we offer this praise. And so I thank God for this praise team again, for these, uh, uh, these musicians, these, these, men, the, these men who give out of their heart uh, and who serve the Lord through their gift. I thank God for each of you. Uh, and bless God for each of you. That's right. Go ahead and bless them, praise team. Amen. Amen. To our technical staff for being here this morning, making sure that we get the word out. Uh, we thank God for you as well and for you, my brothers and sisters, who are joining us. Uh, there is a word from the Lord, and we're going to prepare to receive it in just a moment. We're going to let the praise team prepare uh, this sanctuary. Yes, I said it, this sanctuary for the word of God. Prepare the atmosphere. Amen. For the word of God. Yes, yes. Prepare this place for the word of God because I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced of this, uh, that I am not preaching to an empty church. I'm preaching in an empty building and there is a difference. I'm not preaching to an empty church. I'm preaching in an empty And if I've got it right, I've got it right. Uh, there have been many more um, interesting places and situations where sermons have taken place. Uh, Jeremiah preached uh, to a valley of dry bones. And, and the word is that before, after he got finished preaching to a valley of dry bones, something happened. And dry bones started moving. Which, which means that if God could cause dry bones to move wherever you are, his word goes forth, and he's going to cause you to move in your homes, in your cars, in your wherever you are. God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. So I encourage you, I invite you to worship the Lord with us. Don't be hindered about how it's taking place. Worship him in spirit and in truth. The praise team is coming. God bless you.
worship and adore you. We bow ourselves before you. Giving you glory. Say that again. Glory. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to Glory to your name. Forever you are the same. We worship. Say that one more time. Come on, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to glory to your name. Glory to glory to your name. Forever, forever you are the same. Worship, worship and adore you. Oh, we bow ourselves before you.
We magnify his name. We glorify his name. And he's still God. And he's still good. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Listen, I want to invite your attention to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter number 5. I want to begin reading at the first verse. God bless you. Praise team. God bless you. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning with the first verse. And there, I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. There, these words are recorded. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves thereof under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you to him. Be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. I want to talk from the subject this morning, y'all. The church has left the building. The church has left the building. This morning, this morning, this morning, life as we know it is a little bit different. The format of worship is different. How we are responding to this virus as a nation is different because this is a different situation. It's a different kind of virus. And until, until, hear me, until our health officials can get their hands around this, we must be good faith partners and not cause an unnecessary burden on the healthcare system by continuing life as usual. It's not usual business. And by us responding the way that we have, by this building being empty, that's called being responsible citizens. We could have met this morning. We could have refused the request of Governor Reeves. We could have had church as usual. But we should remember that the Bible teaches us several things that relate to our decision to do church like this this morning. Number one, the Bible teaches us to be our brother's keeper. To be our brother's keeper. The, the Bible says that we have a responsibility to be concerned about and care for each other. 
We are not to selfishly put our own wants and our desires before everybody else. Rather, we have a responsibility to understand how our actions and our inactions impact the lives of others. This means that we should not expect to go through life without being inconvenienced or having our plans interrupted or have not having our agendas uh, rescheduled. Being our brother's keeper will require that we consider the needs of others above our own, that we responsibly care for and consider the vulnerabilities of others before and above our own. To think of ourselves only goes against the teachings of Christ and the character of our faith. We must be, in these times, our brother's keeper. But the Bible also teaches us that, secondly, we must submit or we must be in submission to those who have authority over us. We have a responsibility to practice and demonstrate the ability to submit to authority. Now listen, listen, I know some folk are having this debate. I don't want you to get drawn into the debate of, of who's more faithful and who's the more faithful Christian and who's the more faithful church. There's this debate online. If, if you're not having church, you're not a people of faith. That's hogwash. Don't get drawn into that debate. Don't even have that discussion. Don't worry about your level. This is not an issue of faith. This is not an issue of faith. We have a responsibility as, as people of God to submit to those who are in authority over us. And we have public health authorities in this nation and in this state whose business it is to study the spread of viruses and to give to us their best information and their best recommendations on treating, containing, and curtailing the spread of these viruses. When those officials speak, we should listen to and heed their advice. This is what it means to be in submission. It's not about power. It's not about control. It's about recognizing that these officials are operating in their capacities as professionals whose job it is to study that which we don't understand and then to treat us when we get ill. And if we're going to rely on them to treat us when we get ill, we ought to submit to them. I wish I had a witness in here. Y'all type amen. We ought to submit to them when they make recommendations to us that try to prevent us from being ill in the first place. We should submit. Submit to those who have authority. But then thirdly, the Bible teaches us that we have not been given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Hear me, being afraid and panicking is not what this moment requires from people of faith. I'm absolutely convinced. I'm absolutely convinced that we will get through this. The same way we got through 9-11, we will get through this. The same way we got through the economic collapse of 2008, we will get through this. But we should not go through this being anxious and upset, being nervous and needlessly afraid, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. That means, listen, bring your anxiety level down. The Lord is still in control. Stop worrying, child of God. God is still in control. Stop panicking. You are a royal priesthood. Stop being afraid. God has not forsaken you. You cannot go through this afraid. You cannot represent Christ scared. You cannot claim to be a person of faith walking around in fear. Yes, protect yourself. Yes, take the necessary precautions, but quit acting like you don't have any faith and quit acting like you don't have a God. 
quit behaving like this thing is bigger than God and that your situation is too special or too complex or too much for the Lord. The songwriter said, be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you. And I need you to not just sing that, I need you to start believing that. That God will take care of you. Put fear down. God will take care of you. Put anxiety aside. God will take care of you. Put worry away. God will take care of you. Leave nervousness behind. God will take care of you. You don't have any business going through this one more day with fear or with panic. God will take care of you. God, God, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. That means that we have the power to get through this. We can love our way through this as brothers and sisters in Christ. Watch this. And we can think clearly through this. We can think clearly about the implications of our actions and inactions. Think clearly about how best to minister to those among us. Think clearly about making contingency plans to ensure that as this develops that we are not losing or leaving people behind. Somebody asked me, Pastor, what do you make of all this? There are two things that I make of all this. First thing I make of this is that what we're seeing on TV has already been prophesied in the book. And as an English major, I always prefer books over movies. I know I ain't going to get many amens over there. But, but as an English major, I always prefer the book to the movie. And listen, wars and rumors of wars that we see on TV is in the book. Earthquakes in diverse, diverse places, it's in the book. Pestilences and great terrors, it's in the book. So what I'm seeing on TV is only confirmation of what I've already read in the book. And the fact that it's been written in the book gives me some level of confidence and assurance that lets me know that nothing is happening that God hadn't already seen. Nothing is going on that God is not acutely aware of. Hear me and hear me well. Christ is not shocked by corona. The father is not faded by this infection. The master is not thrown by this malady. The prince of peace is not upset by this pandemic. God is not taken by surprise and neither should we be. The God that I serve has a track record of causing things to start one way and end another. What started as a storm on the Sea of Galilee ended up being a water-walking experience for an apostle named Peter. What started out as too little of a fish sandwich ended up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. What started out and looked like a journey to a slow death by the Red Sea ended up being a highway into freedom out of Egypt. And I am convinced that what started out as a disease and has developed into a pandemic, in time God will use this in a way that will work for our good. What will come out of this, I'm convinced, will be new platforms and new delivery methods of ministry, new technologies and new methodologies for planning and communications, new ways to do what we've done and better ways to connect in this virtual space and being intentional about, about not losing the personal touch in virtual realities. Hear me, when it's all said and done, I am convinced that we will see a church that has left the building. Now, for some of you, that's, that's startling. But, but I'm not so sure that that's not a bad thing. 
that the church has left the building. Because I think in too many instances, the building hinders the church from being the church. I'm looking around like I see you because I see you in my spirit right now. In too many instances, the building keeps the church from acting as the church. The building keeps the church from doing church work. The building keeps the church locked up on the inside when the world is, work, is, is hurting on the outside. Too many instances, we're too busy at the church rather than being, wish I had a witness in here being the church and and so on one hand i'm glad this morning that the church has left the building because it's in this way that we really become the hands and the feet of christ it's in these kinds of moments where we really take on what it means to love our brother to love our sister to put their needs above our own it's really in moments like these when we come together and practice what christ really taught and if church is too associated with our building, we've lost the meaning of church in the first place. If we can't be the church without gathering together in a specific place, if our, watch this, if our identity is primarily our building, we're in the wrong place in the first place. If our identity is primarily 1000 West Ridgeway Street, we have the wrong idea about what church is supposed to be anyhow. The church has left the building. And if nothing else, this situation will force us to think about what we do outside of meeting and greeting at this building. What do we do outside of fellowship and worship at this building? What is our witness and our impact beyond this building? How do we gather, connect, and minister when we can't come to this building? And are we ready to lean into that kind of space? Before we get to the other side of this, and I'm, I know that we will, hang in there. This is, this is going to pass. The Apostle Peter helps us this morning about how we, the body of Christ, can and should get through this different experience together. Listen to what he says in the text. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight. Peter starts by charging the elders the leaders of the church, the church officers. And he says to us, us church officers, the ones who were down here in October and we, we prayed over you and we said you've now been officially installed as officers of the church. That's who he's talking to. He says as leaders, as officers of the church, watch this, shepherd the flock. Shepherd the flock. This is the time for leaders to lead. Shepherd the flock. This is a time for officers to stand up, step up, and help to shepherd the flock. Our flock, K Chapel, is a large flock. Our flock is spread out. Our flock is diverse. And we will need all of our ministry leaders to recognize that in this pandemic, we will need you to help us shepherd the flock. Shepherding the flock means recognizing that there are sheep in all kinds of conditions, all types of demographics that, comp that comprise this flock. 
And some will need more attention than others. Hear me. Some will need more assistance than others. And it will be our responsibility to shepherd the flock. Our elderly population will need help getting groceries and supplies to them. They are the most vulnerable among us. They cannot go out as readily as some of us younger people can into the stores. They are the ones who will need more help in being shepherded by our leaders. The one thing that this pandemic will do is force the church to leave the building and be the church. Shepherd the flock, check on one another, serve one another, tend to the needs of the most vulnerable among us. Peter doesn't stop there by telling us what we ought to do, but he tells us how we ought to do it. Listen to him. He says, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not dom domineering over, over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. Peter tells the leaders of the church to shepherd the flock, watch this, but have the right attitude when you do it. In other words, in other words, as you go about leading, don't, don't, don't lead with compassion. Lead, lead, lead with, 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 with not because you've been compelled or to do it out, out of power, but because you have a heart to do it out of love. I wish I had a witness in here. Have the right heart, the right mentality. Don't do it because you're being made to, but do it willingly. Don't do it because you're seeking gain or anything else. Don't be authoritative or domineering or dictatorial uh, as a leader, but do it in a way that the flock can follow your example. In other words, serve them the way you would hope they would serve each other. Then Peter turns from how now to why. Verse 4, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. I bet somebody's saying, he preaching a full sermon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he reminds us that while, the shepherd, while we shepherd the flock, don't forget that one day the chief shepherd is coming back. And when he does, we will receive an unfading crown of glory. In other words, how you act through this how you serve through this, how you demonstrate faith and faithfulness through this will be rewarded by Christ himself. Then verse 5, Peter shifts and speaks directly to a different population. Listen to what he says. My millennials, listen to me. Young people, listen to me. Because now he talks to you. Verse 5, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. He singles out the younger demographic of believers. You who are younger, you for whom this virus is not nearly as serious, you who are younger, you who can recover from this fairly easily, the younger, you who have the technical skills and ease of mobility, the younger, you who can get around and do what you need to do without being in too much inconvenience or too much interruption, the younger, you who can go into public spaces without it being a severe compromise to your help, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Now here's a real opportunity for the millennial believers to step up and step into ministry. Don't get quiet now. Be subject to the elders. Be the hands and the feet of those who cannot do what they normally would do. Be subject to your elders. 
lend your tech savviness to some ministry leader and help to connect them virtually to their ministry members. They don't know how to do all this stuff that you know how to do, but, but if you show them real fast, they're, they're quick learners. I got mothers on Facebook right now. Amen. Because somebody taught them how to do it. You who are younger, be subject to the elders and be their hands and be their feet and help them stay connected to us so that no one gets left and lost behind. We need you to step into this new space and make a meaningful contribution for how we do ministry in virtual spaces. And then after Peter singles them out, now he brings us all together and he addresses all of us. Listen to what he says. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He says, be humble towards each other and humble yourselves under the hand of God. Listen, this kind of situation can make the proud humble. This is the kind of situation that can cause the know-it-all to recognize that he doesn't know it all. And in many ways, this is an opportunity to call upon the name of the Lord for wisdom, for understanding, for insight, and for revelation. Here it is. I'm about to close. Get ready, Pat. I'm joking. Not right now. <laughs> Y'all lighten up. Y'all lighten up. He gives us instruction. He gives us instruction in this key pass, part of the passage. Listen to what he says. This is for somebody who's scared right now. Listen to what he says, verse 7. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Hear me. This is not a time to be anxious. Cast your cares on God. This is not a time for you to be scared. Cast your cares upon God. Yes, exercise precaution, but please live in peace. Cast your cares upon God. Yes, practice good hygiene, but live in peace. Cast your cares upon God. Peter instructs every believer, put this in God's hands and quit carrying the burden of fear upon yourself. Put it in his hands. Then he continues after the instruction, he gives us insight, saying, verse 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You see, this is why it's necessary for the elders to shepherd the flock because the enemy wants to use this as an opportunity to pick off a few from the flock. He wants to use this, the fact that we're not gathered here this morning, the fact that we're scattered everywhere. He wants to use this opportunity because when sheep scatter, they're easier to pick off. Wish I had a witness in here. And, 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 and he says, be careful, be watchful, because the enemy will use this time when we are scattered about to pick off the weak, which is why we need to make sure we stay connected and in contact with each other so that we stay together. If he can cause you to be afraid, he will use that fear to cause you from being connected to us. If you are afraid and, and, and worried, he will use that worry to cause you to isolate yourself, to insulate yourself. And when you do that, you become weak and a target to be picked off.
and a roaring lion is always looking for one who is disconnected from the flock. Lastly, here it is. Peter offers the answer for us this morning. Here it is. He says, resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering, watch this, are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Hey, listen, y'all. We ain't going through nothing that other folk hadn't already been through. Wish I had a witness in here. We, we aren't going through anything that others aren't all already going through and believers have lived through and are living through and are getting through and God is being faithful to them. He will be faithful to us. Yes, will we lose some along the way? Absolutely. We already see that. But I believe, I believe that because we, he has given us time to see and to learn and to experience, we, we, if we follow, if we submit to our authorities, if we practice the hygiene, if we do all that is within our power, I believe God will do the rest. And so he says, watch this, firm up in your faith. In other words, get strong in your faith. Act like you got a God. And not just a God, but, but the God of the universe, the God of all creation, the God who made us who we are. Firm up in your faith and straighten up your spiritual backbone. Firm up your faith and look unto the hills knowing that all of your strength and all of your help is coming from the Lord. Firm up in your faith knowing that we're not the only ones going through this, but other believers have gone through this, have gotten through this, and are going through this. And if God has brought them out and is bringing them out, so will he bring us out. And Peter leaves us with these words. And after you have suffered a while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Listen, after we've suffered a while, we're not going to get through this without some suffering. But I'm glad that it's on God's time. After we've suffered a while, yes, we will endure a while. Yes, we will be afflicted a while. But after we have gone through all of this for a while, here is the promise. It's going to end. And when it ends, he will restore us. He will strengthen us. He will confirm us. And he will establish us. And we will be able to say to him, be the glory, the power, and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you and give you his peace. Listen, I don't ever want to take the assumption or make the assumption that everybody with us or everybody watching us is saved. And this would be a wonderful opportunity for someone who may be watching, who's never given their life to Christ, to simply say, you know what? I'm ready to do that. And here's the good news. If you're watching, you don't have to be in the building. <laughs> you don't have to be in the building to give your heart to Christ. You can do it right where you are right now. You who are watching in the bed, you can give your heart to Christ. You who are watching at the breakfast table, you can give your life to Christ. 
you you who are driving right now you can pull over right now and give your life to Christ wherever you are whoever you are all you have to do is confess it the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved and so yes on this morning when the church has left the building the good news is that God hadn't gone anywhere he's with you right now and if you open to your heart to him he'll come in listen all you got to do is say Lord pray this prayer with me Lord I give my life to you I open my heart to you come into my life I accept your son Jesus as my Savior Lord make me a new creature and now by faith I believe that old things I passed away and all things have become new thank you for salvation thank you for resurrection power I accept now the gift of salvation in Jesus name for his sake amen and amen God bless you if you prayed that prayer for the first time welcome to salvation what we want you to do uh, is to simply simply listen watch this I'm doing this on the fly now so y'all help me if you gave your life to Christ what I want you to do I want you at the conclusion of this service to call our office our number is 601-366-5463 if you prayed that prayer for the first time and you have now given your life to Christ I want you to call our office 601-366-5463 we will answer the phone we will get there if you call and you get the answering machine call back until somebody answers because we want to hear from you and we want to give you information so you will know what are the next steps in this new walk with Christ God bless you and God keep you is our prayer amen do you receive it this morning God bless you. God bless you. Listen, we want to thank you for joining us this morning. There are just a few things that we want to um, give to your attention as we prepare to take our leave from you virtually. Know that we will stay connected uh, to you by way of this elect these electronic devices that have us connected here right now. And thank God for the technology that allows us uh, to connect with you in these meaningful ways. Just a few things before we leave you. We do want to remind you that weekly meetings, weekly ministry meetings are suspended for now. For now, weekly ministry meetings are suspended. We want you to meet your ministry members by way of phone or by way of video conferencing or, or conference calling. If you need the conference call number, call the office. The office will be open. Uh, someone will be manning the phones, but everything else uh, will be suspended uh, for, for a while. Listen, I want you to get this word in your vocabulary. Fluid. F-L-U-I-D. Fluid. That means this is a moving and an ever-evolving situation. We don't know how it's developing. We don't know what's going to happen minute by minute. And so as things develop, as situations change, we're going, we're going to be fluid. We want you to be fluid and flexible and work with us so that as we respond to the developing situations, you respond with us, and that way we will stay com connected and committed to ministry. So again, ministry meetings are suspended for this week. 
If you, need a meet, if you need a meeting and you need to connect with your ministry members, call them, set up a conference call so that you can take care of your business. Also, our child care center is closed through March 27th. Through March 27th, our child care center is following the schedule of Jackson Public Schools, uh, which we have done historically. And so when Jackson Public Schools reopen, so, so shall our child care center. But as for now, they will be, we will be closed through March 27th. We're also suspending, listen, for those of you who, who maybe some of our ministries may do ministry to our Cade Courtyard uh, senior apartment residents, listen, we need you to suspend that for now. We need you to hold off on that for now. We're limiting those visitors to family members right now. And, and if there are special mission efforts that we uh, find out are needed by those residents, we will contact our ministry leaders to let them know uh, what the needs are and we will contact then the managers of the apartment so that we can arrange for that to happen in a safe environment. We don't need extra outsiders trafficking through uh, that population of people. Again, that's one of our vulnerable populations. So if you don't have business there, if you don't have family members there, listen, just stop the visits right now. Pray for them. Call them. Let them know that you're thinking about them, and that will be a blessing to them. Amen. Listen, again, we will follow this format, the format that we had here this morning. Uh, we will follow until such time uh, that we understand that uh, the curve has been flattened and we can resume our public worship in a way that keeps everybody safe and that keeps the public health of our citizens throughout the state of Mississippi and throughout this, this city uh, safe and healthy. Until we get that notice, uh, we will continue with this format that we have this morning. Listen, also, we wanted, we were, we were reminded that this day, this Sunday was Women's Day. Thank God for our women being as flexible and as fluid as you have been with us. We had our guest speaker scheduled for this morning. The guest speaker flew in from Detroit. We had to uh, give her dinner, uh, wish her well, pray with her, and send her back to Detroit. Amen. And so we, we thank God that she was understanding and, and she understood. Uh, she fully understands, and thank God that you have understood. We do know that, that there are those of you uh, who, who have paid for lunches for this afternoon. The lunches are prepared, and what we want you to do, we want you to show up here. I believe, uh, let's see, it's about 12 o'clock now. Um, if you can, Lee Ewing, if you can hear me or someone in the back, if you can hear me, give me a time that you need for them to show up. Somebody, if you can contact uh, Jason, if you can go back and, and contact the, the um, uh, people in the back and get a, get a time to me real quick uh, for when they want those individuals to start showing up. What time should the individuals start showing up for their lunches? Get that information to me real quickly before we uh, end this, this uh, live stream. Uh, and what we want you to do when you come, we want you to simply come to the parking lot, stay in your cars until the doors are open. When the gym doors are open, you will enter from the east side and exit from the west side. Uh, the plates are already will be made up. They'll be on a table, and all you'll have to do is enter in, get your plate, exit out, go back to your vehicle. It's that simple. We've already got it set up, and all we need is a time. We'll get that time as soon as possible. If we have to go ahead and leave, what we'll do is we'll post the time and send it by way of text. Amen. If they don't get into me in just the next, yes. One o'clock, all right, at one o'clock, start showing up at one o'clock, stay in your vehicles in the parking lot until uh, the all, all clear sign is ready and everybody is in place. Uh, when they are in place, the doors will open again, enter through the east side, get your plate, exit through the west side, go back to your vehicle, and all will be good and well. Amen. 
God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Listen, thank you again for worshiping with us by way of live stream. We will continue with this. We don't know how long this will take place. It may be three weeks. It may be three months. We don't know, but we know that God is in control and we're ready to do all that we can do to make it through this in a way that God is glorified in all of our worship and all of our activities. Amen. God bless you. Won't you stand? Amen. If you're at home, listen, I'm going to invite you to go on and stand to your feet until we meet again. Let's sing together. Amen. What are we singing? I don't know. Y'all tell me. Trust <laughs> me. Trust me. Amen. God bless you. That's a good one. Listen, while we sing that together, that's a wonderful one. Yes. While we sing that together, I'm reminded Psalm 91. Psalm 91. I will be with you. It's a wonderful, wonderful reminder that in and through all of this, God is with us. And as our deacon read earlier this morning, Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. That's what this song says. We've got to trust Him. We've got to trust Him. Let's trust Him today. Can you sing just the chorus of that as we get ready to take our leave? God says, I will be with you. I will. I will be with you. 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 Trust him. Trust me. Don't be scared. Trust him. Trust me. That's all he wants. Trust him. Trust me. Could we go to I'll fight your battles? I'll fight your battle. This is not too hard for God. He'll fight it. He'll fight it.
Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.